This is a special edition of Lunch with Legends, hosted by Lou Stowers. Brought to you by ASE Media and Thinkslinger.org. And by World Financial Group, Athena Financial, and Kangen Water. And now, Lou Stowers joins Bruce Cook on the Bruce Cook Conversation. The Bruce Cook Conversation with your host, Bruce Cook. Trending now, here's your host, Bruce Cook. Brought to you by the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute at Hode. Good Sunday evening, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Cook here. Bruce Cook Conversation live Sunday night. Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Today's sports page in the Los Angeles Times, columnist Mike Diagenova writes, headline, Angels Wild Week, most fun in years. No kidding, radio audience. So what better than to spend our first half hour of the show talking angels, and what better person to do it with me than the legendary sportscaster, angels historian, baseball guru, And here he is. Here he is, Mr. Lou Stowers, people. That must be a misprint, but thank you very much. Well, I had to pause because I thought you were going to jump in. but No, no. I'm, welcome. I'm just, welcome, thank welcome, you welcome. So much. Okay. Thank you. And for the kind words, too. Wild week. It Incredible is. week. It has been. Seven years of a drought. And what happened? Who watered the plants around here? <laughs> I don't know. They better not tell uh, Uncle Gavin. No, no, no! Don't tell him. No, he'll shut it off in a in a, in a quick minute. But I don't know. But, but actually, I do know. Who's responsible? Well, uh, I would say that. Uh, what is responsible? Artie Moreno, of course, for getting a new general manager that gets it. And uh, it's three things in baseball, kind of like real estate, and uh, we know all about that. Living at the beach, it's three things. It's location, location, location. And speaking of location, that means pitching, pitching, pitching. And that's all the Angels did was draft pitchers, 20 pitchers in the draft last year. And one of them actually started earlier this week and uh, did a very good job. And uh, uh, it was uh, Silseth, I think his name was. Chase and Silseth. Chase Silseth. I was going to bring that up as my first question, and you're go. ahead of me. I'm sorry. Well, then go. 21 years old. Yeah. Rookie. About a year older than you. Uh, a year and a half. But <laughs> yes, 21-year-old rookie, 6'1", uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm reading my notes, but I can't read my notes. But I think he, it was like a... Uh, an absolute shock. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was pitching for the uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas down <laughs> in Madison, uh, Alabama, which uh, that, that's a great name, the Trash Pandas. Also, I love their logos. It was, so when I was looking up Chase and uh, and his numbers in the minors, I ordered a hat, too. So that one's definitely not going the trash. So how many players do a shootout like that on a debut? Is that How uncommon is that? Uh, you know anything it, it, in your memory i i've in in players first at bats i've seen them hit home runs and then you also see they either do real well or they flop and it's it's it is a lot of pressure when you're doing that but obviously it didn't affect uh, chase silseth uh, but it was also good that he was brought up uh, to play the uh, oakland a's so but 
in saying that, even though the Oakland A's are down at the bottom of the, of the AL West right now, only 15 wins, the Angels have 24, it always seems like the A's and the Orioles, the A's and Demos, they play the Angels very tough all the time, no matter where they are in the standings. So, But Chase Silseth had the... Um, the nerve of a burglar or the nerve of, uh, uh, say, uh, 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 the the Don Drysdale out there and just went out there, Sandy, well, I don't know about Sandy Koufax, but still had the nerve of Sandy Koufax, just went right after him and uh, pitched a whale of a game. What do you think, since you brought up Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale, what do you think maintains that legacy decades, decades later when so many people have come and gone? Because... They were, well, besides being with a magical franchise in Los Angeles, Brooklyn and Los Angeles, that right there will up up your ante as far as uh, the legacy level. But they were the best at the time, uh, even though Whitey Ford was pitching for the Yankees and, and, uh, and all those good guys there. Uh, the Dodgers had the two pitchers in baseball at that time. And they were just jaw-dropping. And speaking of Don Drysdale, he's from from Van Nuys, California. Okay, there you go. There was another rookie that did amazingly this week. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of his name. Help me out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Well, let's see. Well, Uh, while we're thinking of that, let's talk about let's talk about um, Taylor Ward, a game-tying pinch hit. The first since 2012. That's right. Uh, there was the uh, he, he's something else. He's probably going to he's in the running for the all early all star. Also is Brendan Walsh, uh, not considered a rookie, but in his first full season. And um, those two guys are, are uh, really stealing the show. I mean, Mike Trout is just uh, just probably enjoying being a background player right now. Still with home runs galore. Yeah. Not really a background player. No, not really. But, not really. Ever but, a star. But, but the, yeah, the, the, uh, there's the some spotlight. There's some that are, that, are that are getting spotlights. Yeah, the spotlight is is uh, is getting a little crowded for the Angels, and I love that. Because, uh, uh, dare I say, that this team is built a little bit like the uh, uh, team back in 2002. And uh, w- with everything uh, from power to little ball hitting, and, and especially now with the ball that is that could be a little deader than it was a few years back because there are less home runs. Um, uh, and even You can't tell it by the way Shohei Otani just hit that ball today. But uh, there are more stolen bases, more sacrifices, and that's right down Joe Madden's alley. That ball situation was very controversial for a while. Has it died down? That's the rumor I'm hearing. That uh, I don't know. Maybe they put some of my old dirty socks in there or something. But uh, it's not as not as sharp as it used to be. Balls aren't carrying as well, uh, and home runs mean more now. They're more exciting. And when you do that, it also changes. Somebody, if if that's true, I don't know if they thought about this, but uh, the uh, the shift, the infield shift. That may help get rid of that because people wanted to make a rule. Oh, no shifts. Let's outlaw the shift. Well, no. Why don't you just learn how to hit it the other way? (laughs) So maybe this is going to help out. You bring up the word rule. People freak out when MLB and team 
are trying to change rules all of a sudden, and they say, let's just leave it alone. What do you say? There's nothing wrong with baseball. Okay, there you go. So that leads me into the new so-called, what the uh, there's the sportscasters are calling the Shohei Otani rule about right. the two, the the, uh, the what's it called? Well, the, the designated hitter rule. Right, there you go. The the addendum to the designated hitter rule, or the addendum, yeah. The two-way, the two-way, two-way player, player, the two-way right. player. That's what they're calling in the sports columns. And it doesn't make sense, because there really hasn't been a player like Shohei that really warranted that change. I mean, here you got got a guy who's just been totally on fire since he came to the Angels. And if he starts a game and and he's in the lineup, say, wherever in the lineup, uh, the batting order, and then he has to come out of the game, well, so does his bat has to come out of the game. And that's pretty frustrating when, when you've got the most exciting player. So they they're not any dummies up there that are, that are in the owner's box. So it's like, well, let's just change it around here because it does make sense. Yeah, why hold him back? Why hold him back? Right. If he's not going to be on the mound, let him hit. I mean, Oral Hershiser was a very good hitter, but then they didn't have the the uh, designated hitter rule in the National League until this year, which uh, don't get me started on that. I liked that the National League was different and they didn't have the, the designated hitter rule. But let's hope that this is just a one-year experiment for well, them. Well, why can't I get you started on that? <laughs> okay. Uh, why do you have to have that? I mean, yeah, it makes a, a career longer for some players. but um, And now the players from Little League on up, uh, well, actually high school on up, they're designated hitters now. Um, so the pitcher doesn't have to hit. But then sometimes the pitcher on, on a high school team or a college team or a high school on down, the pitcher is the best athlete on the team, along with the shortstop. But then the shortstop might be the pitcher. And the homecoming king. Or queen. Because I'm <laughs> going to talk about my granddaughter in just a minute, who plays, who's the starting pitcher for the Linfield Christian Lions. I'm sorry, there's no nepotism on my show. <laughs> you just have to hold off. All right, all right. All you, right, I'll let you. You're breaking your I'll heart. I'll let you. But listen, before we continue... I think we should open this conversation up and see if Angels fans listening tonight want to join us and share the excitement that the team is bringing to their legacy. So, people, we don't usually open up my conversation, but I'm going to what? do it. I'm going to do it if you want to join us. This is this like the designated hitter rule where you're changing it around a little bit? You're it. You're the designated <laughs> hitter. You know the number, 714-2-830-830. Check in with us. Talk to us about... What you feel about the turnaround with Angels baseball. Okay, let's keep talking. Back to Shohei. Somebody told me today, and I didn't know this, but maybe you do and everybody else does, so if I'm stupid, you can tell me. I know nothing. He lives around the corner from here, Mm -hmm. and he comes to the to the uh, stadium in a golf cart with his his assistant trainer slash translator. I can't comment on that. You can't? Why not? Well, I don't want people... Beating a path. To, oh, is that a secret? Did I just? I don't know. Did I just say something I, I should? I don't. Do you? Do you know something that I don't? Well, no. I just heard it from a stranger, <laughs> not a stranger, but somebody telling me. Did you know? I oh, didn't, yeah. No, well, I didn't know. Th- there's a rumor that he lives close to the stadium, within jogging distance or golf cart distance, and he doesn't get mobbed. Well, because we shouldn't be talking about it. All right, I've just been fired. <laughs> no, no. How could they fire you? 
Uh, they could. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep talking about Mr. Otani. Okay. Is he like the most amazing story in baseball, bar none, right now? He and, is. And what's he's so young, what's going to happen? Well, hopefully he stays healthy. He did have that arm problem, that elbow problem, when he came from Japan, but the Angels knew that going in. And so did everybody else in Major League Baseball, that they knew sometime in his future he was going to blow out his arm and he was going to have to go through the Tommy John surgery. And fortunately for everybody, including Shohei, it happened sooner than later uh, so that he could enjoy this, uh, what he's having now, this success, which is we've never seen this. It has been over 100 years since Babe Ruth did something similar. And he and he's out babying the babe. So uh, there's there's been nothing like Shohei Otani. Um, I hope everybody gets a, a chance to come out to Angel Stadium or to wherever stadium that Shohei plays in to just watch this kid and and have your jaw drop too. It's a, he's he's a great fun young man to watch. And in the clubhouse, he's very humble, very nice, a, a very sharp dresser, by the way. And well, um, that counts for something. Absolutely, and um, uh, he's just very humble, very humble young man. Interesting, and very tall. Read, I'm sure. Reading very about, tall. Reading about his background, he was raised in a uber sports family in Japan. His mother and father were both very athletic people. Started very young. Do you think that's why his arm went so young? Well, probably just throwing, 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 throwing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it you happens. Hear, you hear about uh, parents with little leaguers and high school kids saying, you got to protect that arm, you got to protect that arm. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Well, yeah, but kids will be kids, and they'll go ahead and try stuff, and uh, especially with breaking balls and everything, uh, that puts wear and tear on your arm and just just using it a lot and, and th- trying to throw it as fa- as hard as you can as fast as you can that's going to be a lot of wear and tear there's probably a few miles on that arm already because of uh, high school and the professionals in uh, in japan and this week career grand slam for him just the first one only the first but see there is that's the the old angels when they couldn't get anybody on base. They couldn't buy their way on base. And that's why uh, the Angels' offense looked so tired in the past, is because they knew that the pitching staff wasn't so good. They knew that they had to score five, six, seven, eight runs a game because the pitching staff was going to give up eight, nine, ten runs a game. So now they're seeing that they're trusting the pitching staff. And they're more comfortable at the plate, where they can win the one to nothing games, where they can win the two to one games, like they did today. They were ahead two to one until they got two insurance runs and made it a very nice uh, put it on a bow. Thank you very much. A four to one win. Now we're going to go to Texas and take care of business there. And uh, there's another place where they don't really play well. So it's it's gonna this is going to be an interesting series. I don't think the Angels have really played. A slouch team this year, they really haven't, and they and here they are. They're uh, the only reason that they're behind the Astros in first place uh, at the AL West is because the Angels have played two more games. So uh, once the schedule evens out, we'll see. But still, the AL West 
and the and the AL championship still goes through Houston. Indeed, it does. Bruce Cook here with. Lou Stowers today, and we're talking Angels baseball. Again, if you want to join us, 714-2830-830. Here's a question for you, listeners, if you want to call in and comment. Share a Shohei Otani experience at the stadium. What is your favorite memory so far? Call us. We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to let Lou talk to us about his granddaughter. I said I wouldn't, (laughs) but I'm going to. So don't go away. I'm Bruce Cook. It's the conversation tonight on AM 830. Angels Radio. AM 830. At the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, the Hogue Epilepsy Program is accredited by the National Association of Epilepsy Centers as a Level 4 Epilepsy Center. This means that our experts provide the highest level care for patients with complex epilepsy. Our patient-centered approach to epilepsy treatment combined with state-of-the-art technology, including robotics and laser ablation, ensure the best possible outcomes for our patients. To learn more or for an evaluation, call 949-966-0243 or visit hogue.org forward slash epilepsy care. Hey, it's Lou, and uh, wait, 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 what are you doing? Still drinking that recycled, filtered tap water from that ecological nightmare plastic bottle that you're paying way too much for that's going to fill the landfills and fill the oceans and never go away and kill all the whales? And with COVID seemingly never going away, are you still spending thousands on antibacterial and cleaning products that also make it hard to breathe? Well, then turn your tap water into healthy drinking and cooking alkaline and electrolyte-infused water, cleaning water, and antibacterial water. Yep, I did say antibacterial water with the Canjin Home Water System. Imagine how much money you'll be saving on cleaning products, wipes, sanitizers, and plastic waste from all of those containers and water bottles. Because with the Canjin Water System, all of these varieties of water are right at your fingertips at home. With the Canjin Water System, there will be no more emergency runs to the store because you ran out of whatever it is you're using to clean, disinfect, and drink. And if you're sensitive or a family member is sensitive to those caustic antibacterial products, invest in a Canjin. The cleaning water is tough enough to kill mold, but there's a setting for water gentle enough to clean and moisturize your skin. If you love the benefits of alkaline and electrolyte-infused water that's filtered by reverse osmosis, invest in a Canjin home water system today. Get a Canjin for your business. Provide your clients with the benefit of clean surfaces without caustic, irritating chemicals and healthy drinking water. That's good for your employees, too. And it makes a great marketing tool. You know, I have a Canjin water system at home, and I can't imagine my life without one. Give my good friend Michael Lando a call right now, 714-931-0059. The Canjin Home Water System. Get one today, 714-931-0059. Hey, it's Lou. Do you have a family or a property or both that needs financial protection if, God forbid, something happens to you? If something does happen to you, would your mortgage be paid off? Do you have up to 10 years of income socked away somewhere so your family can keep that beautiful house and lifestyle you've worked so hard for and keep it away from the tax man? And what if you get critically, chronically, or terminally ill? Hey, 
even though you're gone, the bills still keep coming in waves. I know my wife and I weren't properly protected when she died of cancer in 2012, and I'm still treading water in bills. Give us a call at WFG World Financial Group. We represent 160 life insurance, long-term care insurance, and annuity companies around the country. And you know, I really love what Transamerica, North American, and One America products offer. Let us build you a safe future. You worked hard for it, so don't be a dummy. Protect your family and your assets. And you know how to do it? You can call me or my beautiful stepdaughter, Cassidy Eden, right now at 562-266-7024 now so we can get started today. That's 562-266-7024. WFG for your future. 562-266-7024. Okay, the hip-hop music's for you, Lou. Yeah, baby. There you go, baby. Tell me about your granddaughter. My granddaughter, Michaelin Sue Eden, is a sophomore at uh, Linfield Christian High School in Temecula. And they were 0-13 last year. McKaylin went to uh, Whittier Christian High School last year and uh, led them to the CIF playoffs as a freshman, uh, as a shortstop. Then she uh, caught on as a catcher at Linfield and was goofing around with the starting pitcher, you know, mimicking the softball pitcher. And so the coaches opened their eyes and said, Hey, Mac, you want to pitch? And she's been their starting pitcher ever since. She's gone all the way. And uh, she is um, she's a stud. She's a heartbreaker. I call her the heartbreaker because um, they will be playing Capo Valley High, Capistrano Valley High School in the Division Seven CIF Southern Section Playoff Finals. And when either, is that? Either Friday or Saturday. So I will be there. I was going to say, will you be there? Uh, that nothing's going to keep me away from and that. Will you be screaming and yelling? Only when there's something good happening. I'm not one of those guys that likes to, uh, uh, unless the umpire does something wrong. But they never do anything wrong. What right? about, did you coach this child as a kid growing up? or? Uh, she has so many coaches in the family that I'm more of the philosopher to her. So um, they played a very, very good Rosemead Panther team on Thursday on Thursday and uh, kept trying to give that game away. Couldn't give it away though. Rosemead wouldn't let them. They ended up winning in nine innings, 10 to nine. And McKaylin had a couple of hits, a couple of RBIs and uh, also went all the way. Then at Duarte, they played uh, yesterday. I couldn't go to that game uh, at Duarte and they're the number one team in the division were the number one team in the division. It was 0-0. My daughter, Cassie, was keeping me abreast of the score. 0-0 going into the eighth inning. Actually, the eighth inning. Games are seven innings long. Uh, the Lions scored on the top of the seventh. And so here's McKaylin, sophomore. You know, she's 5'9", and has good movement on her ball. Likes to keep it low because she can go up and down the ladder. And uh, she steered them to the win. Wow. So as the philosopher to McKaylin, mm -hmm. do you discuss her future with her? And what do you tell her? No, I just want to do like, well, we did. We did. And just just said to her, the the only th the thing that you can do and improve on to improve your uh, 
endeavors in school and life is to make sure that you take care of your grades. Well, it's kind of tough to tell a kid that's getting 4.5 GPA. To take care of, do better. <laughs> right. Can you do better? Yeah. What's but the matter one, with you? One thing, I, she was she was a little down that she lost or, or, or the, they didn't take care of Rosemead like they should have. And I said, well, good teams win the games they're supposed to. Champions overcome and wins, win the ones they shouldn't. Wow. That's heavy duty. So... At this age, this sophomore tender age, mm-hmm. this is a turning point or a tipping point, some might say, for young athletes, whether they really go the distance or whether they finish their high school career and become doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs. What's going to happen to Michaela? She'll probably be a doctor. Okay. Just like uh, Dottie, who was the, the the gal who uh, pitched for or was a shortstop for USC and now and has two Olympic gold medals. I forget her last name, but uh, yeah, she's a terrific person and, and, a, and an orthopedic surgeon now. Right up the alley. Right. Right up the alley. All right. I gave you your two minutes of fame. Thank you. I said her name wrong. Tell me again. McKaylin. McKaylin, not Michaela. It's right. McKaylin. It's it's a conglomeration of the grandmother's names. Not very nice. Well, I wish her luck on Friday or Saturday, and we'll see what happens. That's right. Thank you very much. All right. Back, back to business. Back to the business of our angels here. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about baseball and money. The last big MLB lockout, a lot of it was about the dollar. That's all it ever is about, really. Well, I suppose. There's a little pork in there, kind of like uh, AB47 uh, and all that good stuff. AB 47, okay. I understand that the Angels had to give some money away to some of their players in order to avoid some arbitration problems. Um, Yeah, they did, and and that was to uh, maybe clear some out. Well, they they had to clear out uh, uh, Justin Upton's contract. They owed him $26 million this year. I'm wondering, did Justin Upton? Do we do we know? Do do we miss Justin Upton this year? Ask the audience. (laughs) Okay, Albert Pujols. He was in the last year of his contract, but the Angels still had to pay him, even though even though he the Angels. How how would it be if you had to pay one of your best people to work for your nearest competition, and you still had to pay him while he was starring up the freeway i'd be in a lot of pain yeah okay so i think that is over with now because he's now with the st louis cardinals and i do believe that that is all, all of that money is it's is off of. of the table so which is good so uh, uh so i mean i love albert i mean he's he can be a little grumbly at times but um uh, <laughs> i was in st louis when he was a rookie and um got to reacquaint myself with him here and um, you had his wife, Deidre, on, who has a, a great foundation. So, you know, they're, they're great people. Yeah, I, I like her very much. She's really passionate. Um, she's all about helping the underdog. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Trout, same thing. I mean, he, uh, I just saw uh, one of the, on social media, the, uh, Benny Bam has a great, uh, I think it's Angel Addicts or something like that. He reposted a, right, a right. video uh, about uh, uh, Mike Trout helping out a young man who, a uh, little boy, a little toddler, uh, who was his biggest fan with eye troubles. And 
financially took care of him. He didn't have to do that, but he no, did. No, he did not, but what a great thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's so many people that need so much help that uh, where do you start, where do you stop? Exactly. Let me switch gears a little bit in the money angle of the game. We, we talk about this off and on, but sometimes it gets swept under the rug. The disparity in salaries for players is tremendous, even in the big leagues. The top players are making millions. The not-so-top players are in the hundreds of thousands. Now it's up to the high hundreds of thousands. And in the other leagues, they're starving. Right, in the minor leagues, yes. They're starving. Yep, yep. Been, so, been in both. Been, so well, been of witness should both. That, should, there, should that change? I mean, people love the minor leagues, too. They go to those stadiums all over the country and towns and cities everywhere, and they fill those places, and they root just as much as they do. It is so fun. Well, because when you're in a small town, a rural town, that's the only thing to do, and it's either the high schools or the high school football and basketball, and then in baseball, you've got minor league seasons. So, man, yeah, I, I, I loved working in small towns because of that. Uh, really keeps the community together. As a matter of fact, a lot of the antics that minor league baseball puts on in the game and in between innings have now come to major league baseball because those kids in, in management there are now here. They've been promoted. So that's why you see a lot of the the things, a lot of the games and a a lot of the uh, giveaways and and in-between inning antics here because of uh, the success of it in the minor leagues. The disparity of money, if the owners didn't have it to pay, they wouldn't be giving it to these players. So I I applaud the players for having these big contracts. But is it their fault? No. Um, It's not a a question of fault. I guess it's really... It's a question of the fact that have we gotten so extreme, not just in baseball, but in everything, mm-hmm. that we're going to bankrupt our, our culture. I mean, baseball, you know, in when I was a kid, going to a baseball game cost nothing. Right. And baseball players, uh, basketball players, and, and football they players. They were making millions of dollars. They had to have an off-season job. Right. I don't know. I guess we're a star culture now. That's the way it is. Oh, absolutely. Those are our role models, unfortunately. But then how come those stadiums were filled in those days just as much, or maybe even more, than they are now? Because you could afford to go. That's right. (laughs) There you go. There's the answer. Last question of our short time together. I want to talk to you about analytics in baseball. This could be a whole half hour. But the last 20 years, smart young guys that are technocrats figuring out how long the arm will last, how many years the player has to work, all these different things in the old days, and you alluded to this earlier in our conversation, is that real baseball? What happened to instinct? And when it comes push to shove, what wins over in the head office? What does Moreno say when push comes to shove? Does he go with the analyst or does he go with his instinct? Well, they say numbers don't lie, but I think Artie goes both ways. Uh, he's got a, he, he goes with his gut, uh, and, and he's an owner. He has that prerogative. Um, let's use Albert Pujols as an example. Would you, would you do it again? Probably not. But it was nice to have him here, even though I don't think he was really, really appreciated by the fans. Um, 
and I'm glad he has a chance to go back to St. Louis to be appreciated. Yeah, it was definitely hot and cold. Right. Um, as far as analytic goes, uh, they say numbers don't lie. So I don't know. Um, Have Joe, they lied? Have Joe you... Madden. Joe Madden is is a big believer in analytics. He was a, a huge believer in analytics uh, back when it kind of started in 2002 when he was uh, the bench coach for for Mike Sosha. So I think it's gone a little too much. Maybe a little like everything kind of goes a little too much. Can you do it? Let's let's reel it in a little bit. Maybe the instinct that that's why the shift came about because of analytics this guy hits it over there 85 percent of the time he only hits it over here 15 percent of the time so let's load up that side right so yeah i think it's gone a little too far well with that i think we've loaded up both sides and i'm honored to have you on today i hope you'll come back again very soon i would love to to. i got a whole stack of notes here and let's no recipes though no but. but let's end i want you to come back and talk about baseball history in Southern California. You're working on a project. Share just a little bit about it. Tease us, and then we'll say goodbye. I've been working on a project. Just got hired on to work with it. Well, as a contract guy, filling guy, uh, for a documentary in po- progress called "Upon Fur- After Further Review." It's uh, a story, a documentary on sports in Los Angeles, specifically Southern California. Um, why? Southern California is such a hotbed for sports, for athletes, of, from, from everybody, from boxing on up. And also another story another uh, by uh, Dean Prater and uh, 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 Josh uh, uh, Pro. Boy, he's going he's, he's gonna to laugh at me because I always screw up his last name. But uh, they have a documentary that's out now called Raymond Lewis, L.A. Legend, who was a basketball player back in the late 60s, early 70s who probably, now I'm probably going to get a lot of flack of that, about this, but probably a better shooter than Kobe Bryant and worked just as hard. But he went to Cal State L.A. because he got a Corvette. Then he didn't have an agent and uh, kind of blew his opportunity to play in the NBA. Let's stop there because there's a lot more to this story I know, and I think our listeners would really enjoy hearing about it. So come back in a few weeks, and we're going to discuss Mr. Lewis and what it. happened to him and how that affects other kids and young adults in sports Every making athlete. the wrong choice. Absolutely. With that, Dr. Stowers, thank you so much. Good luck to your granddaughter, and uh, have a wonderful week. Go Lions. There you go. Listen to the Bruce Cook Conversation on AM 830 KLAA at 6 p.m. on Sundays and hear the podcast on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. Lunch with Legends is a production of ASE Media, produced by Lou Stowers and Jimmy Flame. Executive producer is Maxine Stowers. Brought to you by World Financial. Don't be a dummy and protect your assets. Call World Financial Group today at 562-266-7024. And Kangen Water Systems. Call Michael Landa today at 714-931-0059. Lunch with Legends.